Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual in studio by phone by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. And on today's pod, we are, of course, previewing the Broncos' season opener on Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans, and also talking key injury updates, who's going to replace those key guys, a.k.a. Von Miller and potentially Cortland Sutton. Also, going to be discussing the feel-good storyline of camp and into the regular season here. Jake Butt making the team after bouncing back from multiple knee injuries. And then Ryan and I will conclude the show with each offering our picks and predictions for the Broncos season opener. So Ryan, we'll start off with, of course, the most pressing and gripping news that woke up Broncos country this week, and that is Von Miller done for the year potentially and certainly headed to IR with an ankle injury suffered in practice earlier this week. And with what Vic called Ryan was just kind of a fluke injury on a fluke play. Yeah. And, and you talk about getting a week off to a bad start. It's uh, losing one. You're probably your most high profile player. And one of the best players on your team in Von Miller. And, you know, he had surgery as we're talking Friday around two o'clock. Uh, he had surgery this morning that Fangio said, you know, did what it was supposed to do. And yeah, I think they'll come up with a timetable here the next uh, week or so. They're going to keep on the 53 you know, until they need them. You know, I would have guessed next week on IR. But, you know, your thing about Miller is, is he the Vaughn that dominated the playoffs four or five years ago? No. Is he a declining player? Maybe. But at age 31, he's still better than a lot of other pass rushers. Right. So that's a big big blow in that respect and it's an even bigger blow because Bradley Chubb's status um, for taking full-time snaps duty is unlikely for at least the first game so it leaves a gaping hole in their leadership it leaves a gaping hole on the field with their production and now it's the next guy up which is Jeremiah Tachu or Malik Reed. And both those guys saw action last year. Uh, Tashu coming on strong at the end of the year. Malik Reed, of course, making noise in training camp as an undrafted rookie out of Nevada, made the roster based off that, and then grabbed a hold of a starting job five weeks in. So definitely going to lean heavily on those two guys. And Ed Donatel, defensive coordinator, acknowledges much today on Friday. So looking for those two guys. And then in the wideout core, Maybe Cortland Sutton, maybe not. He's day-to-day right now with an AC sprain in his shoulder from diving for a ball in practice on Thursday. My gut says, though, Ryan, that we're going to see him suited up on Monday, and he'll be playing at the very least as a decoy in that offense. Yeah, I think it's going to go right down to to game time. And and the benefit of the Monday night game, the late Monday night game, is it gives him an extra 30 hours compared if it was a 225 game here locally. Um, you know, it's tough to speculate on the type of injury when you don't see it, but it was an awkward landing, I was told. If I'm the Broncos, I would err on the side of caution with this one. You know, it's a long season. If you feel like uh, Sutton will be ready to go for week two, but it's not going to make it worse against Tennessee, then, then I hold them out. And you, you know, Jerry Judy's got a shot. Tim Patrick's got a shot. Deshaun Hamilton will get a shot. And here's the other thing. You know, it, you know, Pat Schirmer could play a lot more two tight end, which we wrote about earlier this week, without Sutton. So, you know, I think they'll be able to handle that in the, sh- in the in the immediacy. But it's also a big loss. I mean, Sutton had a great camp. He's on the same page with Drew Locke. No question about that. And it's just from the Broncos' perspective, it's a it's such a bummer because you 
waited this long to practice, then you've practiced for a month for this game, and two of your top guys are not going to be out there potentially with something. First in Orange Podcast, Ryan O'Halloran, Kyle Newman, talking Broncos injury. So, Ryan, you rattle off, obviously, all those wideouts who need to step up if Sutton can't go on Monday. We talked about the replacements for Miller and for Chubb as they're easing him back into you know full game mode. But it could open up some more opportunity for Jake Butt, Ryan. And, of course, it all depends on how often the Broncos go two tight end sets. But he will be spelling Noah Fant and Nick Vanette from time to time. And, you know, after all the knee injuries and the, the meniscus cleanup that cost him all of last season, he looks healthy. He looks confident. And Vic Fangio is sensing that as well. And seems like there's a there's a swell of momentum here for Jake. And he said, you know, I'm putting that injured part of my life behind me. So I know obviously Broncos country is rooting for that. And uh, the coaching staff and right up to John Elway, who drafted him, rooting for that as well. Yeah, he's a great story. It's probably the best story. Um, you know, the thing about Jake was he could never get to the starting gate. Well, he's gotten to the starting gate. And now it's about, you know, knocking on wood and saying, hey, get into a rhythm. He's obviously not worried about the knee. Uh, but he does have a part in this offense because he can do it as a receiver and a blocker. So I think he'll, he'll get it. You know, he'll definitely be active on Monday night. Maybe Albert O is your odd man out um, at tight end because you, you keep Beck as a fullback, tight end, the net, fan, and butt. So, um, you know, I think this is, this is an offense that should prioritize the tight end, specifically if you think your protection's a little leaky early on. So, uh, you know, I, you know, not, you know, not making any grand noise predictions for Jake Butt, but I think him just making it to this point on the 53 is a victory. And as we look forward to that Monday night game, 8, 10 p.m. in Powerfield at Mile High, of course, no fans allowed at that one. There will be 5,700 fans at the Week 3 game against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and probably escalating a little bit from there in terms of attendance. But no fans at this season opener and uh, a bunch of things to watch, including Jarrell Casey, defensive lineman, going against his f- former team, who he said earlier in the offseason threw him to the trash. And then, of course, you got Drew Locke's first 2020 look. Uh, The Broncos running back reps, you know, is Phil Lindsay, is Melvin Gordon going to get the ball more? And uh, can the Broncos stop a very, very dynamic uh, run game by the Titans featuring the NFL's leading rusher last year, Derrick Henry? So lots of questions. I think it should be shaping up to be a a very good competitive game, Ryan. Yeah, and you you mentioned the fans. I mean, there's going to be about 500 friends and family of players and coaches in attendance on on Monday night, and that's basically a trial run for the protocols for the game day staff, and then, as you pointed out, for Tampa Bay in two weeks, 5,700 fans. And if that goes well, you know, maybe you go up to 7,500 or 10,000. But it's going to be an interesting atmosphere with the piped-in crowd noise. You're not having the energy of a sold-out stadium on a Monday night. Yeah, but if you look at the Titans come in, it starts with Derrick Henry, the Uli Bulldozer uh, from Florida, played at Alabama, won a Heisman. You know, he led the league last year in carries, rushes, rushing touchdowns, part of the reason why the Titans are, were number one in the red zone last year. So another matchup is A.J. Brown. He had a great rookie season at receiver, and he may be assigned to A.J. Boye, who's making his Bronco debut. That's a big part. Uh, of the uh, defensive game plan for the Broncos is making sure those explosive plays don't happen. You know, stop at the run, put Tannehill in throwing situations so you can dial up some pass rush pressure. You know, when the Broncos have the ball, I think it's Drew Locke versus uh, the defensive coordinator, defensive play caller, 
say, hey, how is, how is Tennessee going to challenge a young quarterback like Drew Locke? Um, what kind of coverage stuff are they going to do with Sutton and if he plays and Judy? So, you know, the, I always say that you know, week one is my favorite game of the year because there's so much unknown in terms of the wrinkles that the play callers can present that there's going to be a lot of unscattered looks. It's about who adjusts best after the first quarter. And Ryan, as you mentioned, A.J. Brown coming into his second season after a big season as a rookie for the Titans last year. And this is not the same Titans offense that the Broncos blanked 16-0 last year, their lone shutout of the season. Of course, that was the Volta in a good way for the Titans where Marcus Mariota got benched, Ryan Tannehill got brought in, and well, they rode that all the way to the AFC Championship game. So Ryan Tannehill and uh, A.J. Brown presenting a, a different threat than what the Broncos experienced last year. And of course, the the secondary, especially at the cornerback position, looking a lot different. As you mentioned, uh, Bouye will probably be on him. And Bryce Callahan, I imagine, going to have a fairly large role to play here in this season opener as well. Yeah, I think he'll go. He'll probably be matching his add upon freeze in the slot. Um, you mentioned last year's game. You know, Mike Vrabel should send Vic, Vic Fangio, should have sent a box of cigars or something because it was so bad for the Titans' offense in the first half. Vrabel went to Ryan Tannehill. The Marcus Mariota era ended. There's probably a blessing in the disguise for the Titans. That, that got them going. You know, Arthur Smith's their play caller, and you know, back then he was only in his sixth game in that role for the Titans. Now I think he sort of he grew into his role later in the year and said, Hey, I got Derrick Henry. I want to run him and run him a lot, even if they're trailing in the game. And I think that was the key not getting away from the run, even though it was early on. Because that game, that 16 nothing game, it wasn't a blowout at all in the first three quarters. Right. So, uh, But, you know, Derrick Henry was pretty much a non-factor. So first in Orange Podcast, and we'll conclude the show by offering our predictions for this Monday night football fest between the Broncos and the Titans. And I'll go first. I got the Broncos winning 24-20. to 20. I think Locke will carry his momentum from, th- from 2019 over to this game with three touchdown passes. I'm calling two to Judy. While the Denver defense, just like last season, will prevent the Tennessee run game and Derrick Henry from completely taking over. Ryan, what do you think? Well, I, got, I picked the Broncos before Von Miller and Cortland Sutton got hurt, so I'm going to stick with that, gosh darn it. Um, I think I like 27-23. I really, if I'm a Bronco fan, you got to look forward to Jerry Judy making a play or two in this game. I think he ultimately is going to make a play to win uh, with a couple minutes left on a touchdown. So, you know, this, uh, this is a huge game for the Broncos, even though it's the first one at 16, eh, because you're on a short week going to Pittsburgh the following week. Then you got Tom Brady coming in, and then another short week on a East Coast trip. So, you know, what this team needs, what this organization needs, I think, is some some hope. Uh, they need something good to happen. This has been a bad week. And if they can find a way to beat the Titans uh, and go to 1-0, and that could uh, you know create some of that much-needed confidence and momentum. Of course, folks, we'll have continued coverage up to and through that Monday night affair on DenverPost.com slash Broncos. So keep it tuned there. Appreciate you listening in to the First in Orange podcast for Ryan O'Halloran. This has been Kyle Newman. Until next time, folks, take it easy.